this Thursday morning and I'm really, really excited to welcome back on the program the one and the only Sadia Asmani for this week's <laughs> Chinwag. Sadia, good to good speak morning. to you. Good, good morning to you. Do you know, you always perk up my day when you say that, so I think I should feel good about it, so it's fine. <laughs> That's good because um, you always perk up our, our mornings as well. Now, I know you've chosen a bit of a, a more serious topic for us, but it's yeah. good because sometimes we just need that that reminder for us that health is wealth yeah because you know what um, when I choose these job topics as I say for Chinwag it's usually something I've seen or it's based on my own experience and today it is very much about my own experience (laughs) because um, I don't know whether you recall like you know um, a couple of years ago probably a year and a half two years ago almost on Chinwag I talked about the fact that I had just been told that I was pre-diabetic and um, and we ch- talked about it and things like that. And, and you I went said, on no, this you health know. kick. Well, not just yes. health kick. You maintained those. Can can we just yeah. go through some of the great habits that you you put your? I I kind of went through a whole regime where I changed my life. Well, not lifestyle. I mean, generally, I've got a health healthy lifestyle. But I think um, so you what's happened to is it. that yeah yeah what's happened and and I managed to control it and everything was okay. But then what happens is that um, just recently I was told that look you're well a couple of points away from becoming yeah. a diabetic so you better pull your socks up and do something about it and so uh, and it's a bit of a shock because you know i think what it is is that when we kind of face something like this when some a doctor tells us that oh like you know you're close to this or you're close to that then it's a bit of a shock to the system and you think okay and your first reaction is right i'm gonna to have to do something about this and then uh, gradually what happens is you get back into this kind of mode of comfort and you think okay everything's okay but I think what a lot of people, especially if they're 50 plus, um, have to keep in mind and also keeping in mind in terms of genetics and age is that some of these things like diabetes, like some of the other warning signs that you get are really based, you know, are things that genetically are chasing you. And this is exactly what my doctor said to me that, look, it's creeping up, it's chasing you because it's genetics. It's also creeping up and chasing you because it's age. So um, so I, I kind of like, you know, I think what I, I realize that there are some things that certainly like, you know, I enjoy bread and I enjoy certain types of carbs. So I was having bread and rice and things and I wasn't really thinking too much about it. So the work that I had done a couple of years ago suddenly kind of goes down the drain and then you think you're back to square one again. So I've now had to think, okay, this is a bit of a long-term thing. I need to stick to this because the last thing, you know, anyone really wants to do is be dependent upon medicines and things like that. So um, so I've kind of then gone back to my regime of kind of, and I found like, you know, walking after meals um, was very good because that helps cutting carbs. And if somebody is, whether they're trying to lose weight or whether it's diabetes or something else, and you decide that you want to cut your carbs, um, you've got to keep in mind that, you know, it's what time of day, like it's hard to cut completely because your body is going to crave it. But, you know, and I'm saying all, all that I'm saying at the moment is very much based on my own personal experience. I'm not talking from a doctor's perspective or from a medical clinician or anything like that. Um, I, I find personally that, you know, if you cut your carbs it depends on the type of day you know have your carbs in the morning perhaps 
which keeps you going because you know you've got a whole day of activity and things like that. And also, you've got to remember that if you suddenly cut your carbs, you're going to need a little bit of an adjustment time because what will happen is that suddenly your body doesn't get them. And I personally feel like you get a bit of a headache, you get these pangs of hunger. Maybe it's psychological too because you know that I haven't really had anything solid to eat as such. Um, And so you kind of have to be aware that in the first couple of weeks you're going to kind of suffer like that with a few headaches, things like that, too, before your body starts adapting. Um, and you've got to also remember that if you are cutting your carbs and things, and this is whether you're losing weight or not, go for other things. You know, I bought kind of chia seeds and, and quinoa and, um, you know, I'm trying to use other things apart from white rice and white bread and stuff. Even bread, you can oh, get like really Oh, like cauliflower rice or something. Yeah, yeah. And also, like, it's interesting because yesterday I made, I, I fancied some bolognese and I thought, oh, I've, I, but, you know, I can't have the pasta. And then I um, had this little spiral, which is just a little gadget um, with different little cutting tools on it. And I got a, I got a zucchini, you know, a, a courgette, and I basically... Um, got that through this spiral thing, so it made like spaghetti, and stir-fried that slightly, and then added my mint. And seriously, it was it was great. Mm, it tasted great. Tasty. It tasted like spaghetti, and it had the same feel. And so I didn't feel like I'd missed out. And even actually, after some time, um, I thought that perhaps in an hour or so I'm going to be starving. <laughs> but um, but actually, it was okay. It kept me going all evening. I even went out for a walk and things like that. Um, so some of the pointers too, I would say that, you know, as I said, whether this is diabetes or losing weight, don't stand on the scales, okay? I vowed to myself last week when the doctor told me that, look, you've got to watch it now. Um, I thought, do you know what? I'm not going to stand on the scales because it's amazing if, you, if you're a regular kind of scale stander, then you'll find that your, your weight flat amazingly like you know you can stand on the first thing in the morning and that's usually the best time to, to make uh, you know to take your weight on but you've also got to remember that you probably need to tend to your bowels and all sorts of things um, and so then suddenly it'll change and you you see that like from from it's gone up by about a kg or something it's ridiculous so so I think best thing to do is when you're trying to lose weight and stuff is don't stand on the scales every day to see whether there's been any progress because it is really soul-destroying. Um, and then I've tried to really put my life in perspective and think, okay, you can look at it in a negative way. You can think, oh, no, I'm going to have to do this. But you, it's this whole half-full, half-empty glass type thing. You can put your life in perspective and think, look, I'm okay, I still have time to be able to sort this out and look around the world, look at what's going on, look at the people who are going through all sorts of things. Your problem is not a problem. So just kind of you're very privileged to be living the way you are and you're okay and you have all the resources to be able to make those changes. That's so a good healthy you, mindset to be in to, to start. think up. like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. because I mean... It's so easy to get kind of bogged down and think, oh, and then, and then you get demotivated and you can't do anything. Um, I've noticed this is another thing, I think, in terms of health warnings. It's funny because I have two friends who, you know, one is a, a friend of my husband's and another one is a good friend of mine. And perhaps they're both a little bit overweight. And they both actually said to me at some point that they're feeling, you know, they feel a little bit, 
um, they got things getting these headaches. They feel a few pains here and there, but they're both um, very adamant that no. But you know what? I don't want to go to the doctors. I don't want to know. I'd rather not know. And I feel like that you can't really like when you suspect anything in your body, especially after the age of fifty. I think you really got to get out there and go and check and go and get a blood test. Go and make sure you're okay and start. Putting, getting the wheels in motion to 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 deal with whatever you have, whatever is going on. It, there's no point trying to sort of think it's not happening. Um, also, I think another one of the weaknesses that people have to, um, is that when you know we all have a social life, we all have interactions with other people, we have things that we're doing, and then again, food becomes a major element of that. And then there is a huge amount of pressure for us to conform, to go to these restaurants, to have all the things that everyone else is having. And then you just feel like, okay, I'll do it tonight, um, and I have to do it the day after tomorrow too. But in between that, I'll be very careful. Um, that is kind of, it sounds harsh, but in all honesty, um, that's another way of procrastinating. And I feel that you have to be really adamant. Rather you be adamant and you go to the restaurant and you order anything that you can actually eat without being embarrassed about it. Mm. Or you actually go or you decide you don't want to go, or you take something with you and say, look, I'm going to take this, I'm just going to take some quinoa with me, and I'll have this with the restaurant, whatever. But I, I'm saying that you have to be quite sort of strong about it, because it's so easy, especially if you've got a big family, and you've got people and friends and things like that, you get pulled into this kind of, um, you know, the culture of like going out, eating and stuff, and then you've done it. Like it's gone down the drain in very little time. So I'm trying, you know, to um, to avoid, I've actually avoided trying to go out or anything because I felt that it'll just make me kind of want to eat or do whatever. <clears throat> the other kind of warning signs, I think certainly that people... Uh, 50 plus should be aware of obviously heart disease is one but you know we always think like what are the signs of it um, any kind of chest pain or discomfort you know shortness of breath if you're feeling really tired or you know a bit of dizziness nausea pain or discomfort in the arms the back the neck the jaw or the stomach um, so those are the signs to look for. And if you sense anything like that, you know, go to the doctors. <clears throat> go and get it checked. Sorry, my throat is a bit funny. Enough. Oh, no, Sadia. Yeah, yeah that's there is a problem. Exactly. There's, <laughs> it affects the, the immune system as well if you're stressed and, and, and what I'm worrying about it. But it sounds like you're, you've got it under wraps and you're, you know, <laughs> and, and, oh, and being, yeah, being proactive. I think that's such a good, healthy, resilient mindset um, that one can cultivate. Because, yeah, you're, you're right. What struck me was it's so easy to be like, oh, I'm a few points away from, you know, by being diabetic and thinking, oh, well, there's not much I can do. And then just like, oh, well, medicine can help. And then just be on that mindset. But no, yeah. it's, it's so good yeah. to just rein it all in and just see what we can do to take our health back into, you know, our, our own hands. Because there are some amazing stories of people who reverse Yes. all sorts of things, you know, just through their diet, through just sheer willpower, you know, things like, um, you know, certainly like high blood pressure, you know, that's the silent killer. If you really think you are having headaches and you think it might be to you blood, because of your blood pressure, don't take any risks, you know, just go and get your check 
um, you know, get your blood tested, get your blood pressure checked, and then be aware of it. Because I think if you let things like that go, you will suffer for it. And it's so important just to be aware that it's happening. Obviously, with diabetes, the types of things, the things I was feeling, um, obviously, you know, you're, you end up in the night, especially going to the toilet a lot. Um, and you feel really thirsty. Your, your voice, your mouth is really parched and you feel like I need to, to have more water and things like that. Um, also, it says that there's also this thing of unexplained weight loss. I'm afraid I couldn't say that I got any of that. <laughs> but um, increased hunger, um, fatigue and also blurred vision. That's what I felt like. Oh. I, I was having to blink a few times to see things clearly. So then I thought, hang on, this is something which is not quite right. So I think be aware of the types of warning signs that are there. And if you feel any of those, then certainly, you know, go and get checked. Um, Other things that you need to be aware of is things like osteoporosis. Now, that's obviously more common in women, but certainly the warning signs people would know that, you know, fractures occur with minor trauma, you know, loss of height over time, stooped posture, back pain, easily fractured bones. So I think people are aware of the kind of effects of osteoporosis. Um, And then, you know, things like prostate. I think the prostate cancer thing really certainly does affect men, obviously. And here the warning signs are, you know, weak urine flow. So when you go to the toilet, it takes you time. It's, it, it doesn't all come out all at oh, once. Yeah, it takes yeah. time. Especially, Especially after childbirth. You know, I hate to say that, but sometimes it can take a, a longer time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then things like blood and urine, um, you know, erectile dysfunction, pain or discomfort in the pelvic area. Um, and again, like regular screenings are important. You need to go and get those body checks and make sure that everything's okay. Things like breast cancer, certainly, you know, lumps or thickening in the breast underarm area, changes in breast size, shape or appearance, um, and discharge and breast pain. So again, you know, be just, these are just warning signs that tell you. And, you know, like anything else, I think, if you can catch these things, early and we are more prone after 50 and 60 so it's just life what can you do you know and certainly if it's in the family that's another reason to be vigilant i mean my father had diabetes so i and my mother had a heart condition so i'm always very careful i'm always very vigilant about those things because i know that that's something that even given the fact that even if you are healthy even if you are not overweight those things can happen regardless um there's also colorectal cancer um again signs that you need to look out for are changes in bowel habits blood and stool, abdominal discomfort, unexplained weight loss and fatigue. And finally, you know, another one is obviously cognitive decline. That's things like Alzheimer's disease. Um, You know, memory loss that disrupts daily life, difficulty completing familiar tasks, confusion, challenges with problem solving or speaking, mood or personality changes. I think a lot of these things, you know, without being kind of... um, you know, disrespectful or anything. I think we're all very conscious of how we lose our memory and we all think, oh, I'm so rubbish at problem solving or, yeah, I get moods because it's like this Mm -hmm. and that. So sometimes we might actually just 
base those things on our own personality. But it's important to be vigilant just in case, you know, a lot of it probably is our own personality. But I think, you know, these things can be diagnosed. So certainly if you really do feel that something is happening more often than, you, than you're used to, then get it checked. And that's what my kind of thing is, is get it checked and just know the area in front of you so that you can try and deal with it first before you have to, you know, rely on medication or anything like that. So I'm, I've got a regime and I'm trying to stick to it. I've been doing, you know, over 10,000 steps each day. I've been trying to swim and I'm cutting out carbs. So let's see if I can kind of get back. And, but it's something I have to maintain now. For good, I think that's what the what I have to underline. Yeah, and I think with something like this, it just is just habit forming. And some people say it takes twenty one days, twenty eight days, fifty mm. days. And once you get into that regime, the trouble is once you travel, those are the times when you sort of. Um, yeah. But I think it's okay. Uh, what is it? I, you know, um, Nathan Solia, who we have on the program, you know, um, talks about the eighty twenty rule. So even if you are, uh, you know, if if you eat well eighty percent of the time, um, then you can cheat the twenty percent of the time. But perhaps in your case, or if you are more <laughs> he- uh, uh, health conscious, then maybe you can cheat five percent of the time. You know, yeah. rather than yeah. 10, well, I do have 20%. a little piece of chocolate in the evening with my tea. I just need that, and that's very dark chocolate. Uh, exactly. That's my say, treat at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, it's hard though, isn't it? I mean, it is, it's hard. I think it's very easy to say, you know, to have a very motivated, proactive approach, but it really, you have to pull that out of you. You have to yeah. really try very hard not to be affected because at the end of the day, especially if you're, if you enjoy food, and you're a bit of a foodie like oh, I am, like you are, then you just Sonia, think, yeah. oh my goodness, like, you know, I have to just be careful. And, and, you, and you know, for me, like, um, a nice piece of, and I make bread at home, and I make bagels and things like that. And my husband has certain health issues, so all the things that I can have, he can't have, he shouldn't have. All the things he needs, <laughs> I shouldn't have. So it means that there are two kind of preps of meals that we have to, and this is the reason I think that I've probably fallen into this is because I've just been kind of doing one set of meals and and just sticking to it. And it's not been very good for me, but it's fine for him. Yeah. (laughs) So we're going to have to reach compromise. Exactly. I was going to say that. And also there are sort of different um, diet, apart from what what you eat, it's also how you eat it. So I think mm-hmm. in recent years, people talk about fasting and intermittent fasting. Yeah, and yeah. so you can still have you can still have like naughtyish meals, but then if you only restrict it to that eight hour window or six hour window or four hour window, I don't know. Um, of course, you have to do the, the the research in it. But I think some people sort of go about their day by fasting two or three times. Um, yeah, a, a, I'm thinking I should do it like two, twice a week. Yeah. yeah, I think twice a week might be good just to do a proper fast where you don't eat anything as long as 
that's not detrimental to the whole diabetes exactly. thing. You know, you have to be careful. Because you need to, exactly, because you've got to be careful that, you know, you don't let your blood sugar drop. Well, this mm-hmm. is a very interesting topic. I think we need to revisit and maybe have like a progress update in, in a few <laughs> months' time, Sadia. Yes. It's definitely motivating for, for, for many of us to listen. Well, um, I wish you the best of luck w- w- with your health endeavors. And thank you so much for, for a great reminder of some of these important warning signs that perhaps we overlook in, in, in our busy lifestyle. Thank you so much, Sadia. Until Thank next you. week. No problem.